I tell you, you know, Jesus is the master teacher, man. He's the master teacher. And he's talking to us about the crucial connection. We're talking about that connection between us and our Heavenly Father. And he is that connection. That's the only connection we, we can have with God is through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, all right? So what I wanted to do is share a little bit about this. And if you got your Bibles with you today, turn to John 15, 5. That's going to be our launching point, okay? So all of us know how important that relationships are. Well, to have a good relationship, you've got to have that connection, that crucial connection, all right? So the way Jesus does this, he, he gives the, the folks a little picture. And he, what he does, he, he uses things that are familiar to them. A lot of them were farmers. And what he does, he says, I'm, I'm going to teach you a little something here. So if you've got your Bibles open to John 15, 5, that's great. If not, we can look at it right here. He says, I'm the, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me, and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And we can just kind of grow through that. But man, there's a lot of meat to that. And I know there's a lot of ground I want to cover today. He says, I'm the vine. As a matter of fact, if you read that chapter, he says, God is the gardener. But see, Jesus is the vine. And apart from him, we can do nothing. He says, if a man remains in me, and I in him. That connection, that cr crucial connection... How do we have a good connection? We need to communicate through prayer and through that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So I know how important that is for everybody to be real connected. And I thought, you know, if Jesus was teaching like that, he's our role model. Let's see what we got around here that I can use as a teaching tool, right? How many people got cell phones? That's what I thought. If I asked how many people don't have cell phones, it'd probably be less, right? Well, that's a great teaching tool. So what I want to do is talk a little bit about the cell phones, and if you got your, your handouts today, what I did is kind of work these things together. I always like doing a practical application. So you have something with you and you say, wow, I never looked at that before. But we can take God's word and when we look at it, weave it into today because what's happening is God is the same yesterday and today, right? Just like the song we said. He's never changing and he's always for you. So let's take a little trip back down memory lane if I can. All right? Here we go. Little memories. Now everybody remember those, those first cell phones? The bag phone. I mean, you were oh so cool, man. I, I asked probably, what, 10 people, do you have a bag phone? They go, no, I used to. Because I wanted to use one for my prop. But you know, you think about that, you know? You got your cooler. You got your Speedos. No, me and Dave had beach bridges then. We didn't have speed. And we're going down to Buck Road, and you got this big old megaphone on there, man. I mean, so how cool is that? But you, want, you were all about communication, man. You had to have that. And then, oh, Technology jumps about every 18 months, may say. Just doubles, man. Listen to this. Oh, I love this one. That's it. I call it, I call it the brick phone. I had a buddy of mine, he was in business for himself, so he had to have that phone. And what was so funny was, you know, he said, Man, I'm not using that bag phone, man. I gotta get that brick phone, man. That's the other thing. You know, I said, look at Buck Rogers. I mean, you just call him Buck Rogers. I think you gotta call Buck. You know? But what was even more funnier than that, that he would put it in the back pocket of his skinny jeans. You know the ones I'm talking about? So he's going, yeah, hey, I got a call, man. Yeah, I'll be right there. It's business. You know? And he's over here like this. And then, and then he's dialing people back and redialing on the speed dial because he's trying to get it out of his pocket. But he was so cool. You know? But then we see technology again. The whole generation, man. You know, and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Or either my head's getting fatter and fatter. But I don't really know. But the phone's like this big. Hello? You got to keep moving it back and forth, you know. But then, now, what do we got this? Smaller's better, right? You got the earpiece. Now, how many of y'all, I'm just going to be honest. You see, there's usually two types of response to somebody's got one of those things. Because if you're in a grocery store and somebody's talking, and you're going, this guy is a weirdo. 
or either he's very friendly. You know, and I'm over there getting ready to buy something. And he goes, yeah, yeah, man, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. So you know what you did? You start just thinking, you don't want to be, you know, you know, you want to be the Christian man? You go, yeah, really? And the guy's going, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm going to slip around here. I'm like, what is he going to Then he turns to look at the Cocoa Puffs, right? And he's got the thing on and you go, oh gosh, I feel like a complete idiot. So what do you do? You cup your other ear and go, yeah, baby. Yeah, I'm looking for the hot wing sauce. Turbo charge. Because now you're trying to be a real man. Yeah, okay. Then you just kind of go over to the salsa aisle. Yeah? It's crazy, man. It's weird. especially if you're... Now, I don't know about y'all, but at my work, you got to be very careful. We got, we got a two-hole, right? And people are talking and you're going, why are they talking in the bathroom? Why are they... I'm thinking, surely that's a cell phone call. You know, you just got to be very careful with that. But you know, with work and everything else, there's a lot of budget cuts. So you've got to be creative. With budget cuts, people are creative. So, and on, on where we work at, you've got to have the hands free. So what we see with that creativity, how many of y'all tried this? <laughs> so that's a good way to go. With budget cuts and everything else, you know, we've got to be sure. Because we've got to be about communication. So you take, this, you take your, your sheets here, and we're going to work through this. Everybody having a good time so far? Yeah, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Good, y'all got it. Always amen on the drink, right? Good. Now, you know what? When we think about this, and we're, we're kind of running this in, we think about the family plan. Now, I remember when I first got that first bag phone, I didn't even have a family. So I was getting a high rate, you know? I think it was like 35 cents a minute. So you thought about everything you were going to say to that person, real, I mean, facts and details. You know, if you call, you swear, yeah, baby, I love you, I'll see you tonight, okay, bye. I mean, boom. But isn't that how we, we deal with God sometimes? I need, I need, I want, I want, I want to see you. But that crucial connection takes time, right? We need to be communicating, and it's, it's two ways. So let's talk about some of the benefits of the family plan, okay? Now, I always like to back up what we're talking about with Scripture, so you guys can write some of these in and look them up later, and we're going to hit on them right here, right? Hebrews 2.11 says, The one who makes people holy and the people he makes holy belong to the same what? Family. We're in the family plan. If we have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that we've asked the Lord to come into our life and forgive us of our sin, because he's the only way, the Bible says in John 14, 6, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. All right, so let's break this down. The one who makes people holy, who is that? Jesus, right? And the people he makes holy belong to the same family. Who are the people? The believers. The one that puts their faith and trust in him. Not what you've done, not what you've given, it's have you received his gift, all right? That's how we get into the holy family plan. How about that? Let's take another look. Now, I want to encourage you guys this morning from the word of God with this crucial connection. Let's take a look at this. Romans 8, 1 says, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ, Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. No condemnation. Does that mean we can just live any way we want? There should be a change in our life because of what's going on, who, who dwells in us. And a matter of fact, if you go back when we talk about that vine, we were talking about it a little while ago, Jesus says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. We're remaining in him. I'd go as far as saying the Holy Spirit, that's the gift of, of the Lord to us to guide us, could even be that sap in that vine. You know, brings the nutrients, brings the guidance. That's what God does with, through his relationship with us. All right? The life-giving spirit has freed us from the power of sin that leads to death. Does that mean you never sin again if you give your life to the Lord? No. Okay? I want to be sure we understand that. But you know what? 
the remedy for sin is in place. It's Jesus Christ and a personal relationship with Him. And He tells us, when we do miss the mark, be, be quick to repent, to agree with Him and say, Lord, I really believe this. I need you to work in my life to help me in this area. And He will do it. All right? So we got, we got power there where there's no condemnation. Everybody ought to be standing up real straight now. Like, Man, I'll tell you what, I love some Jesus, right? Let's move on. Now, verse 10 says, And Christ lives within you, just like we were talking about through the, through the Holy Spirit. So even, through your, even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. See that, man, we ought to be having some hallelujahs jumping up and down and everything else. When you look at that, Christ lives in you. Now, even though we know we get aches and pains and this body's going to die, because why? Because you know what? Because of sin. We live in a sin-filled world. All right? So you even look at trees and things like that. They're suffering from the fall of man. But you know what? That's the situation we were in before Jesus came. But when we put our faith and trust in Him, we're born again of the Spirit. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, the old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. See, we're new, made right with him. Don't you like that? We're made right. We're in the family because of what Jesus did. All right. Then I kept on rolling down here, and I was trying to just pull out a few here just to encourage us in the word. Number 15, 815 says, So you have not received the spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. I'm going to come back to that. Now we call him Abba Father or Papa, right? That relationship. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children in the family. See the connection again? And since we are his children, we are heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs to God's glory. So there's some good notes we could take down there, guys. We're in God's family, right? So I want to go back through a couple of those things and make sure we, we, we got everything we want to plug in there. When you think about that, when you receive God's Spirit, He adopted you. To me, that's, that's a beautiful picture because, you know, as, as awesome as it is to have a biological child, and then you step up and you have an adopted child and you love them all the same. Matter of fact, back then, way back in the biblical times then, they said that, you know what, you could actually disown your child, but you couldn't disown one that you adopted. That's how tight the bond is. You see what I'm saying? But you know what? God doesn't disown any of us. When we come into that, why? Because he says his spirit's placed in us. We're his own children. Just in those few times, how many times are we talking about children? Children wants. Adopted in his family. Again, children. Children. Heirs to his glory. See, we're connected through Christ to our Heavenly Father because of his sacrifice, because of his love. So a couple of things I wanted to put in there. Let's look at the benefits of God. You can write that down. Uh, life-giving spirit, power over sin, and we're made right with God. We're his children and heirs to his glory. See, that's some good news. That's some good news. So if you thought you just got up real early this morning, there's a blessing for you all ready to go with the cake, right? You're an heir. Well, let's see what else we got here. We said we are in the what? Family of God. Good deal. Let's take another look. Signal strength. Now we're tying it to the cell phone, right? Y'all look, tell me how many bars you got in here while I get a drink. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Good thing I got good signal strength because I happen to know that we have a young lady who has a birthday today. Happy birthday, Bonnie. Scrape the happy Father's Day off Mike and send her and say, man. No. That's good. What a blessing it is to have you guys. 
Well, let's take a look at this. I'm going to give you a, a few things here about the signal strength in our relationship, okay? I hope everybody can see that. And again, take a look at your note. Our top priority is spending private time with the Lord each day to develop our relationship with Him and, and guidance, receive guidance. How much time do we spend with God? Now, I didn't count the calls on my phone today, but I'm going to see if Jesse can remember. Last night, I cl- last Monday, I cleared my cell phone. And I wanted to see how many phone calls I got this week. Jess, do you remember how many months? It's around 153. Is that right? 153. This was a light week. I'm telling you, 153 phone calls in a week. Pray for your pastor. Okay? Yeah. And, and you know, not all of them were ministry calls. A lot of them are ministry calls, and that's fine. But I'm going to tell you what. How many of y'all, and I'll tell you about this crucial connection and spending time with God. If you leave your cell phone and you get down the street, do you come back? I do. Right? Right? A lot of people don't. My wife probably would not even know it's missing. I love you, baby. That thing is always down at the bottom of the pocketbook, man. I don't know. You don't have to raise your hand if y'all deal with that. I'm just like, I tried to call you three hours. Oh, I didn't hear it. But you know what? That signal strength in that, in, in that connection. If we're like that about our cell phones and connections and stuff like that, because I know people depend on me and people count on me, and I like to talk, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's good, yeah. But you know what? Because that crucial connection, because I know my folks are older and they might need me. I know, you know, somebody here might need some prayer or something like that. So I want to make sure that I'm available, all right? And so that's what I'm talking about when we start looking. How's our signal strength? Now, how much time do we spend or do we stop what we're doing and say, you know what? I didn't even thank the Lord for waking me up today. I didn't even thank the Lord that blessed me with my children today. I didn't even thank the Lord for the job that I have or the job that he's, he's making available for, to, to me. So sometimes we need to just stop and check the signal strength. Are we engaged in that prayer life? All right, let's take another look here. Now look, I'm going to give you some keys to, to make things a little easier in your life. Time with family and friends is also essential because relationships are such an important part of God's plan for our lives. We're built for relationships. We're built for community. God has blessed you with a family and friends, and you need to spend time with them. As a matter of fact, if you, if you dig into anything, they'll tell you God first, right? Family second, and then your ministry, right? I used to think, man, I thought my family was supposed to be first. But who gave you your family? God. See, so when we get the proper perspective, we start understanding the order that it should be in. You see what I mean? But what happens is so many times we can get out of whack. Let's take it like this. There in which we most likely become imbalanced is our work. Think about that, guys. Especially, I won't say moms or dads, but since it's Father's Day and they got the cake, we'll pick on dads. Be careful. Be careful about that, you know. You want to be a provider. You want to, you know, take care of your family and stuff. But we got to balance that out to spend some quality time. We are responsible for our family, not only to take care of them, but as the spiritual leader of your home, Okay. I mean, it gets silent. We're a spiritual leader of our home. We need to make sure that our kids are in church. We need to make sure that they're, they're following through. Do we do a devotion time with them? Hey, we know we're not going to be perfect, but you know what? If we set our sights on the one who is Jesus Christ, God will mold us to be the man and woman that he has for us to raise up godly children, okay? That's important, man. That's really important. Now, he doesn't want us to be lazy and be consumed with our careers. We can just get so wrapped around the wheel. So... After working on this, I figured I'm going to take a week off next week. Is that cool? Uh, can you double check those dates? Because I'm really concerned about when they are. You got them in your thing? It's the 26th. I don't know if those are right. No, we checked it on the Oh, you did. We checked, just checked it. So I was wrong. And then it's the 9th. 
Okay. So those are so that we'll talk about it in just a minute. My goodness, I cannot believe I got out of whack on that. My fault. Anyway, we don't want to get consumed with <laughs> with that. I was just thinking, man, I want to make sure everybody gets here. Uh, so check it out. We can get overly consumed with things that are not the big picture. You know what I mean? Yes, it's important to make a living. Yes, it's uh, important to provide for our family. But if we don't have it in the proper perspective, we can get disjointed. We can get disjointed. And then how good are we hearing from God? So if we're seeking God first, guess what? He's going to shake everything else out. Got a couple more I want to deal with. All right? Everybody doing good, right? Amen? All right, number four, it says, if we are to accomplish the Lord's purpose in our lives, we need to take care of our bodies, taking time for exercise, rest, and recreation. Man, I tell you what, I never remember my dad being tired. You know? You're tired now, ain't you, Dad? Yeah. yeah, yeah, but not then. No, when it was coming along, I mean, everybody's so busy. All the young folks, I'm tired. I'm coming home, man. I'm like, man, I'm ready to lay down. I think we get so overwhelmed. Things come so fast at us. You know what I mean? You can check a bunch of emails and text messages, and, and now you really, you got to guard that time, that guard time, God time, because people can get to you so uh, easy, so accessible. So don't feel bad if you do have to, to kind of back away and take a little time. But take time with God first and watch him prioritize your steps, all right? So when we're doing this, we also know, like we talked about, the body, the sin, sin still works on his body. We need to kind of stay in the game. So that means more cake for me, right? No. But you know what? We should be resting. And how do we rest? We rest in the Lord. And there's a lot of things going on. If you watch the news, it'd be very easy to get wrapped around the wheel of all those things. Oh, my goodness, we've got earthquakes. We've got this and that. But God says, I give you the peace that passes all understanding through that relationship and through that connection with Christ, all right? So we know who's in control. And the last one here, let's take a look at this. The scripture also clearly commands meeting together regularly with other believers for worship. And I'm going to read that scripture to you, Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. While some people have limitations that hinder, uh, hinder them getting here, most of us have no excuse for being too busy for church. Now watch your toes, all right? Now you think about this. We've been blessed to have this place and we get it three times a month. We get one, one Sunday that we don't. And you know what? We're only here about an hour or an hour and 15 minutes, all right? But I, I, want, I try to pack in and the team tries to pack in as much as we can to, to encourage you and grow you in the word of the Lord. We also have everything which you can get on the website if you happen to not make it or whatever. But you think about that. If we think about how crucial the connection is, and this is the only time that you may be reading your Bible, which I hope it isn't, man, there's a whole lot of other time in the week. There's a whole lot of other things on the news. There's a whole lot of other situations that are just washing like a wave over you. So if you haven't suited up and put on the armor of God, you can be overwhelmed very easily when you watch the news, when we do that. So, you know, I'm going to tie this in. When I start thinking about the connection between the cell phone, I think about every time I grab that cell phone, if I spoke to God today. If we can have an attitude of prayer, that doesn't mean we walk around with the monkey wrench at work and go, oh, Lord, I pray. But you know what? If you drop something, you know, I, this is the way it works for me. Man, Lord, thank you that didn't fall on my toe. You know, I, I'm, I'm still connected with the King of Kings. I'm saying, man, I'm so glad. Man, I love, man, I'm so thankful my father-in-law made that. Man, I'm so thankful that everybody showed up today. I'm so thankful that we didn't have to unload stuff in the rain. You know, so a heart of thankfulness is still engaging in that of God. You know, so that's a one way to do that. But you think about that. If I'm on the phone 153 times this week, I need to be talking to Jesus a whole lot. 
Because what it could be happening is they're getting the best of buddy instead of the best of God. And that's why I'm very, very careful about my God time. You know, on Wednesdays, you're probably not going to find me. Because at like 7 o'clock, I'm going upstairs and I'm like working on all this stuff. You might not be like, you know what, it's like over 25 hours to put this together. Some people might be faster. Maybe I'm slow. But I'm just saying that we put a lot of time in. Not to go, oh man, that's amazing. No, to say, you know what, if you're going to hear from God, you've got to take time with God. So it's worth it. Isn't it worth it to spend time with God? Because he's going to bless you in, in areas of all types of ways. And I'm not just talking about financial or things like that. But when the wisdom of God comes to you and a problem comes up and you've been spending time with God, you say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to jump in with all that gossip. You know, I'm going to pick the positive because this old stuff wants to default to the negative, the flesh. We're like, man, why were they looking at me like that? Man, I can't believe that. And, and now we're, we're derailed, but we just say, man, I'm just going to love them in the Lord. You know what? If you've got a boss that's acting up or something like that, pray for him. That'll fix him. You know? <laughs> but even if they don't see the results in their life, guess what's happening? God's cultivating your heart and my heart to align things with him. That's the communication thing. Now, I want to take a look at this, this scripture that I had here. I wanted to share with you. Let's see where we're at. That's what happens when you don't look at your notes. Check this out. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. It says, let us think of ways to motivate one another of acts of love and good works. Okay? Motivate. Come together. Fellowship. Promote that, right? And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now, that the day of his return is drawing near. How many of you think that it could be any time? The Bible says no man knows. I know about a month ago, some man said he thought he knew. That's not what the Bible said, okay? We know that Christ is coming back, and we know that as a, as a believer in Christ, putting our faith and trust in Him, that we are secure. So our destination is secure. So whenever He comes back, it's going to be His timing, but we can rest in the truth of that, in the goodness of God, in the grace of God, as we deal with our everyday life. And guess what? He wants you to be a mirror of Christ, and me to be a mirror of Christ to the community, in your family, in your work. So we need to be having that crucial connection, keeping that signal strength up so that we can hear from God, so that we can represent God good, right? Good deal. Everybody doing good, right? Now, you know, we're talking about that. We hit a little bit a minute ago before I go to the next one. Several series back, I went and pulled my notes out on the floor last night. I know we talked about that. And we were talking about um, our relationship with the Lord, relationship with our families, and then our ministries. And I want to talk to dads again. Just hit on this. There was a, a, a ratio in there that we looked up on that heart check thing. I don't know if y'all got your notes. But it says, for people coming to a personal relationship in Christ, from the age 4 to 14, 85% of the people that come and, and, and have a relationship with the Lord, 85% are in the 4 to the 14. No matter the fact, they call it the 414 window. Let me tell you something. Dads and moms, but dads as a spiritually... We have a responsibility to get them here. We have a responsibility to train them up in the Word. You know, because we're going to be accountable for that. So I want to tell you the truth so you know how to, to work in that right now. So we want to make sure that we're working in those situations. Now, I'm going to move on with this. Crucial connections. And our next slide. Now, how many know that you've got a mute button? A mute button on your phone. How many of you know... And sometimes you feel like you've had a mute button on your prayers. You're just like, man, Lord, this has got to stop. This has got to stop. Take this away. And you feel like it bounces right off the ceiling. Well, you know what? I'm going to give you some six keys to help with our prayer life. 
Now, you know what? I want to make sure you guys understand what I'm saying here. I'm just giving you some, some references and stuff. You could just say, Lord, I need you. Because when you got that connection, it's not a certain word. It's not praying the wrong way. These are just helps to kind of get our mind around some things, to kind of nurture our spirit in ways to praise the Lord and, and engage in that, okay? So, if you, everybody put your hands up. Let me see your hands. We're going to give you six things. You've got five fingers and a palm, right? Take a look at this. Praising the Lord, if you want a reference for that, Psalm 34, 1 through 3. When we think about praising the Lord, you, you have to pray twice because he's got something going on here. You're crazy. Oh, Mikey, Mike. I love him sitting on the front. He keeps me going. When we think about this, when you think about praise, what does that mean? It means to glorify God. It means to glorify God. How are we glorifying God? We might say, Lord, thank you for waking me up and, and giving me a, this beautiful wife and his family or just helping me today, whatever it is. That testimony, all right? Now let's go to the next finger here. What do we got? Thanksgiving, all right? That means that, you know what? We appreciate what God's done in our life and bring the things to our remembrance too. Have you ever been praying and, and start thinking about stuff and you go, wow, I kind of forgot about God did that for me. Or even today, let me tie that in to Father's Day, right? Do you think back, maybe things that your dad did, sacrifices or stuff like that, or maybe someone that, that filled in as a dad? You know, think about that. And when we, we reminisce on that, we go, wow, they really did care. What is, and when you tell somebody, you know, I really appreciate that. Or I appreciate that call or I appreciate whatever it may be. You know what? what does that make, how does that make them feel? They feel important, and that's awesome. So you know what? You know how it makes you feel. Think how it makes God feel when we are thankful for the sacrifice of His Son, right? Let's take a look at another one. Confession. Now, here's a good scripture to, to, to keep underlined. 1 John 1, 9. It talks about that God is just to forgive when we confess our sin and turn from that, right? So you think about that. God already knows what we've done. He just wants us to agree with that, turn from it, and keep walking. Does that make sense? Because he's already paid the price. He's already bought us out of that. But you know what? We're still dealing with the flesh, so sometimes we, we choose poorly. But you know what? When we say, Lord, I need you, he's there to work it out, all right? Again, intercession. Praying for one another. There's times that I get phone calls, and there's not much I can do for the person, but I can always pray. That's why it's so important to have a church family. If you've ever been through something without God in a church family, and then gone through something with God in a church family, you will find that it is a world of difference. Amen? I'm going to tell you, because you don't want to go through things alone. Well, I'm going to tell you this. When you have a relationship with Christ, even though it may look like that, you are never alone. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And our prayer is, as, as your church family, is that we come alongside and we pray with you and we, and we walk this thing out with you because that's what families do, right? The last one, petition. Now, we don't usually have too much problem with that. Petition is when we say, I need. But God doesn't have a problem with that because he says, you know, I can help you with your needs. But, you know, sometimes we get on there and we go, I need this, that, and the other thing. Thanks. Hmm. Now, if you had a relationship with a coworker, a husband, or a wife, or a child, and you just gave them the orders and you turn from that, you're not going to have much of a relationship, are you? It's going to be all, you know, business. You want that intimacy, right? And that's what God desires with us, spending time with Him. As we know Him better, as we spend time with Him, He's molding us in the image of His Son. So when people see us, guess what they should see? They should see a mirror of Christ. I know that we're still a work in progress. But remember this, that the deal is done. God's already bought our freedom. 
Okay? So we're not trying to earn anything. We're not trying to uh, impress anyone. It comes from the inside out, from that relationship of God working on the inside out. Because I'm going to tell you what, I used to think I was a tough guy. I really did. And I have never cried so much since I found the Lord in my life. I, just, I can't believe it. That's amazing. Because God has worked on my heart. And it, it just when I, I see things different now. You know, and I go, huh. You know, even correcting my children. I'll share this. I remember one time me and Thomas was having a conversation. And man, I was not happy. I said, boy, to the roof right now. We're going up and we're talking in my jam room. And I'm just getting, I was like, you know, I, t- I told you about this. I told you about it. And, and I will say this. Boys don't give me much trouble. They take after their mom. They're very good, so I appreciate that. And this particular thing, I was just like, oh, I was so wounded. And I was like, man, do you know? And I heard the Lord, I probably start crying now. The Lord said, is that how I deal with you when you blow it? So I'm crying on the floor. And he's going, you okay? Are you okay? I was like, man, I just love you. I just love you, man. And, and it, it hurts when we miss the mark. But you know what? Through that... You know what? God reconciles stuff. God takes care of that. And guess what? We realize that we miss it. We miss it as dads. We miss it as moms. We miss it as as folks. But you know what? Never get to the point that you can't say you're sorry. Okay? Don't, don't, Don't get to that point. You don't have to be right. You know? But you know what? Peace is better. Peace is better because God is the one that's right. And when we align our life with him, he will work that out. Amen? That's just a side note. Now, the last thing is one of the hardest things in prayer is listening. 1 Samuel 3.10 is a good reference. We pray, and then we shut it down. We hit that mute button, and we're on to the next thing. Can you imagine uh, spending time with somebody, and you're talking to them, and right when you, you you say, hey, look, this is great, everything's going on, they let you talk, and they let you go. And right when they get ready to have some input, and you go, I got to go. Well, that happens sometimes. But if it keeps happening over and over and over, what happens is you start severing that relationship as far as communication. Now, I want to tell you this, that you are secure in Christ. Don't get me wrong. And he's never going to leave you or forsake you. And it's not about what you've done. It's about the total work of the cross and what he's done. So I want to make sure we understand that. But how much more would God be willing to work in your life if we would listen to what he has for us? Amen? Let's see what else we got here, guys. Unlimited minutes, man. When you got that phone, you, you especially if you're a dad, you want to know how many minutes do we got? Jesse, how many minutes do we got? This and that. You know, all these things. We want to make sure we're in the family plan. We want to make sure it's free weekends, the end calling and all that stuff. And you better now, check this out, you better have unlimited texting. Right? Everybody with, with, with kids under 18 are going, yes, yes, talk about that. I looked up something the other day, and it said in 2006 that people from 13... To 17, they were texting about 430 uh, uh, a month. All right, oh, oh, I got more coming. My buddy back there going, you better get that right. And then, and then they followed that a little while. And then that same year, they found out it was 1,752. And I'm thinking, you better check it again. So at 2011, I bet you we're blowing 3,000 out a month. Or who knows? You know? But you think about that. If we can go, how you doing? Okay. How you going? Okay. You know, back and forth. Can't we just send up a prayer every now and now? Keep that connection open with God. But we can do that. We've got to be careful with the texting versus the talking is that we lose that personal touch. You know? And, and it's funny because when I talk to, to young folks, primarily, I'm not picking on them, um, sometimes it feels like, who are you talking to? <laughs> That's what you want to say. Like, what? And when I look at some of the messages that I get, I go, 
I'm not the greatest grammar person, but I'm not sure I understand that. You know, so I get Jesse to translate that and go, oh, yeah. Isn't it funny we just short time, short time, short time, short time. We cut corners, cut corners, cut corners. There's no shortcuts that's going to pay off big in life. You know, if you're going to cut back, you need to cut back. You know, if it's eating or spending or whatever. If you're going to spend time with God, you need to put time with God. You don't get everything you need to know about the Bible in three days. I don't think so. I don't know. I've been walking with him for a little bit now. And there's the whole ones I don't know. But God is always willing to pour and pour and pour. Unlimited minutes. Let's take a look at that. We have a secure line through Christ. We have open communication. I say it this way many times. I said, man, we have access to our Heavenly Father, right? Access to God. I'm going to pick it up here. He's always available, right? Don't need to recharge. Don't have to worry about when the bills do. He's always available to us. Unlimited. Pray often. We talked about that. You know what? Open communication with our Heavenly Father. We talked about our bodies and stuff. We need to rest in His grace. You know, we've been using this for the last few weeks, and I really like it. God's riches at Christ's expense, that's what He bought for us. He puts us in that relationship, in the family plan, because of what Jesus has done on the cross, the finished work of the cross. Testify to others what God has done for you. Man, I tell you what, when you start sharing what God's done in your life, you'll be surprised at the people that will that start listening to that. And you know what? People say, well, I'm not a preacher. I'm not this. I'm not going to beat anybody down. You know what? All you got to do is testify what God's done in your life, and you'll be surprised how God will take that. One of the last things I got here is about the connection. Check this out. You talk about the 3G network, third generation network. Man, we got good flow on that. Well, I'm going to tell you what the spiritual 3G network is. I'll pull this together. It's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The 3G network right there. He's all complete in one. God the Father, provider, Jesus the sacrifice, and the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. One God. That's where the faith comes in, about the Trinity, all right? Here we go. Take a look at this. Salvation is the total work of the cross. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. You can't rent it. It's all about Jesus, not about us. But where we do plug in is when we have faith in that. See, that's why I'm always so excited about stuff. Because it's not about me. See, I would be worried if it was about me because I know me. But God says, I know you too, and I think you're worth it. Because he's still working things out. But you know what's secure? My relationship with the Lord, no matter what, because it's based on him and not based on me. I want to tell you today, you know what? The crucial connection is this. And y'all going to love this last one. Can you hear me now? <laughs> love it. I'm going to give Miss Tanya to come up, and I want you guys to just take a listen here. And I got one more slide after this. But you know what? I put that back in, and we see the commercials. And by the way, I didn't get a kickback from Verizon for this. I just I spent a lot of time on the phone, and I thought, wow. You know, this connection is so crucial. So as we're praying for you today, I want to ask you, can you hear me now? Did you hear what God had for you today? You know, as dads, you know, there might be things we wish we did different. As moms, as brothers and sisters. Today's a great time that we can turn that around and just say, Lord, help me in this area. You know, I can't plow backwards, but I can take a step of faith today. And Lord, ask you to work in my life and bring strength, just grace to the situation, whatever it may be. And provide a mighty way. Because, you know, we don't have a handbook on raising kids. But we do have a good manual. God's Word to show us how to align our life and how that we should respond in those areas in every situation. So I'm just going to ask you to bow your head if you're here today and you've never made that 
crucial connection. And what I mean by that is, if you never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's done on the cross to bring us back into that relationship with the Lord, today could be your day. And it's this simple. He did the hard part. The Bible tells us that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And I love it in verse 13 out of Romans 10, 13 says, And whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If that's you today and you've never made that uh, a connection with Christ, man, raise your hand. I want to pray for you today right where you're at. Because you know what? Today is your day. And we ask the Lord to forgive us and forgive us of our sin. And we said, Lord, come into our life. Come into my life. Make it personal. And today I'm going to walk it out with you. Lord, thank you for that. I thank you for your honesty today. If you're here today and you feel like maybe your signal strength is not where it's supposed to be, or maybe the mute button's hanging up, you know what? Let's get it right. We can do that. And I'm just praying for all of us. It's starting with me first. Lord, help our signal strength to be what it needs to be so that we can hear from the Creator, that we can hear from our Heavenly Father, Lord. And today be a day that we just work in that 3G network. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Lord, I ask each person here today to just take a look at their heart and check that connection. And Father, if there's something that we can do here that we can come alongside, show us the way, Lord. Father, I thank you for bringing folks in today. Lord, I thank you so much for all you're doing in Jesus' mighty name. All right, well, I'll tell you what. I got one more thing. I want to take a look at this. Don't get too comfortable because you know we get some homework, okay? Now, inside our phone, everybody's got a contact list, right? Yes, buddy, we got a contact list. We got a lot of, a lot of phone, phones in there. question about this is, who has God put on your heart? You know, as believers in Christ, God wants us to be utilized and used to bring other people in, to, to, to rescue them out of, of what's, what's due them if they don't have a relationship with Christ. And, you know, a lot of people won't talk about hell. I'm going to tell you the truth. Without Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that is our destination. But you know what? It doesn't have to be. Because he made a way, the only way, through his son. All right? So, if there's somebody that God's laid on your heart, you might want to invite them to church. You might want to invite them to our shine your light thing. A way that we can reach them in a very easy way, just loving them where they are. See, that's what God's put on our heart, to love you right where you are. Don't care what you're wearing. Don't care what your hair looks like. Look at this. You know? God will take you right the way you are, but he'll never leave you, all right? Something else. Are you sharing your faith? Just give you some opportunities, a way we can share our faith, right? Be confident in Christ. It's not about us. God will give you the words to speak at the right time. And you remember months back, we talked about the Great Commission. That's why we're here. What is it? Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to deserve all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you. Always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Well, I'm going to tell you what. That's a great place to say amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. And we got a little something special for you guys today. Did y'all have a good time? Anybody get anything to go with that? They say yes, yes, yes. All right.